When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you know the key to life? What's that? The key to life is a, a penis in your asshole. I beg your pardon, sir. I think you must be saying that wrong. No, no, no. The key to life is a penis in your asshole. I, I don't think you're saying what you mean to say. Oh, we, we, we. A penis, a penis, you know, a, a, to smile, to be happy. Oh, happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, it's... <laughs> okay. In your asshole. That's... Uh, no, no, your asshole, uh, 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 where you live, your appartement, your domicile. Your house. Household. Ah. The key to life is happiness in your household. We. Oui, the key to okay. life is happiness in your asshole. <laughs> I'm trying to tell her that. <laughs> what do you think I say? Oh, oh, I don't even want yeah. to tell you. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll get a kick out of it. Okay, well, we thought that you said that the key to life is a, a penis in your asshole. Sacre bleu, no! You Americans think everyone wants to fuck you? No one wants to fuck you! Merde! Here is your party papers. I thought Canadians were nice. You're listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast. This week, Bacos Plus One comes from the Great White North. From CGCM Radio, Wally Norton, a grown man who has no issue being called Wally Gator.
Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and today my plus one, coming all the way from the Great White North, uh, Wally Gator of the CGCM, uh, it's just radio, no, no, no podcast? CG, well, CGCM Rock Radio is the station, Okay, and uh, the podcast still lives on as one of the shows on the station. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I appreciate you uh, taking time away from watching one of the many McElroy and Lafleur movies uh, to to join me here today. Uh, Not a problem. I no, was, it, I was honored to get the call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been kind of bouncing this around <laughs> a little bit. It actually worked out perfect. You uh, you mentioned to me just before we got started here that basically uh, our uh, our significant others are our lesser halves. Are floating around the right. uh, the ocean starting tomorrow, and so yeah, you were basically let me know if I need to cover a couple shifts for Rich over there at CGCM, you know. Um, yeah, hey, welcome anytime. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, of course, we're talking to Wally now. Wally, uh, for the people that don't know, you and I go back a little bit. Um, we were both writers for Decibel Geek. For, I don't know Correct. for a few years. Um, uh, we've met uh, in Nashville at Rock and Pod. Was it eighteen? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but we, we've stuck up a, a friendship prior to that on social media and stuff like that. So, uh, as I like to say, we talk and text more than people know. But uh, how are things at uh, CGCM Radio? It's, it's nice that you've gotten a green sc- uh, screen loaded with all these little uh, uh, personal little advertisements and stuff going on there. I, I assume those are all sponsors? Yeah, you get, well, sort of. Uh, you got the Trooper Beer, Rockpile, Clovenhoof, and down below you can't quite see it. This is actually a banner we have hanging up at the Rockpile which is one of the uh, premier live music venues. And I love it so much because it's literally a 25-minute walk from my house. So Touring Axe will play there hopefully soon. Walk. <laughs> yeah, I imagine you're barefoot when you go. So. <laughs> Sometimes, or at least come home that way. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it's, it's, it's the rock pile over there by Tim Hortons, right? Right. Well, you can't go anywhere without being near Tim Hortons, man. Um, so, yeah, we got the sponsors on the one side. And then on the other side, we've got uh, the different avenues that you can listen to the station and listen to the shows. Now, I didn't really give you much of a um, an outline of what we're going to get into today, which is kind of how I've been doing all these plus ones. Um, there will be kind of like a general theme and stuff like that. But uh, I just want to make sure you're ready to go before we do get started. Do you have your two fours or did, did you pick up a two four and a bag of Tim Timbits before you, can, <laughs> you got ready here? Or? No Timbits, but I'm actually uh, today sampling some Wayne Gretzky because, you, oh, you don't get any more Canadian than Wayne Gretzky beer. Uh, <laughs> Does Wayne even drink? Is he like the Gene Simmons of beer? Like, yeah, like I, I, I think he, I think he drinks a little. He's got okay. the wine, the whiskey, and now the beer. It's, uh, he's doing pretty well, and it's all good. So, well, he's doing all right. Good for Canada. I mean, so <laughs> we do have the best beer. Come on. Mm, I don't know. Well, if you're comparing, you know, our domestic Molson Canadian swill, then mm. no. But uh, we've got a, a incredible uh, craft beers up here, and lots of it. Well, I don't. Uh, and we got Iron Maiden Trooper beer. So. Yeah, well, that's available in in Minnesota here too. Uh, uh, I actually have a couple bottles sitting upstairs that I just haven't got around to cracking open. Um, I, I I enjoy the Trooper beer. It's one of the better kind of. I don't know that one in the Megadeth beer. I enjoyed. Uh, I'm not a. I mean, I don't think it's any secret. Not a big micro brew guy. Not a big craft brew guy. But but I some know. of them are are better than others. 
Um, but yeah, my go-to is is stuff that people call piss and water. So uh, everybody can go fuck themselves with their asshole beers, and I'll uh, I'll be with Aaron Camaro, uh, fucking hanging out in a garage somewhere with a, a two four of Coors Light. Had a beer this summer that was uh, infused with jalapeno. It was great. I had it something was- like that years oh, ago. Great. Like it was like floating in the neck. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, God, like early nineties. Uh, yeah, you know what? Something like that. It was okay. And then you'd have like two, and I'm like, I really don't. It's almost oh, like no, that, yeah. Like that. That uh, what's that lime? Uh, I don't know. One of the beers has like a lime one. That's actually kind of refreshing Bud, on a summer Bud day. Lime. But yeah, I'm probably yeah. just thinking of Bud Light Lime. It wasn't anything. It was one of the major ones. But it was nice, crisp, and refreshing. But then when you get a second one, it's like I just want regular oh, beer. Yeah. You know, I just I don't and know. It, so, and again, it's got to be cold. <laughs> no, <laughs> as soon I, as it gets to that temperature. Uh. Now, do you know David Glenn? Correct from also from Dustin Geek, our little. Uh, yep. Okay, yeah. he's uh, cabining with LC there on on the Monsters of Rock cruise, right. and I already saw a post uh, from him on Facebook today at at the pre party. There's like some pre uh, pre launch concert going on tonight that they're going to. And he's already complaining about the, the choice of beers there and that he's, you know, it's just like Bud Light or Bud. I saw. But, yeah. OK. So, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, dude, you know, uh, know your audience, man. I mean, where the hell you think you're going that, you know, you know, you know, the, the shit's everywhere. So I wouldn't be surprised if they had more. But at the same time, at an event like that, I'm not surprised at all that they only have like Budweiser probably right. sponsored the thing. Exactly. You know, exactly. Um Man, it's just uh, it's just the way it goes, man. But you know, everybody's gotten so particular. It's it, it's fun watching LC try to track down one beer he will drink for an event. He uh, <laughs> they had uh, Gene Simmons played here in St. Paul, and he flew in for that. And they actually had a pretty wide variety. But I think uh, God, he went three or four different beers before he found one that he was uh, comfortable with for the rest of the evening. Meanwhile, you know, I'm like irritated that. I have to walk a little bit further than he does to get a, a fucking Budweiser or a Coors Light or Mick Golden or whatever the, the fuck I was drinking. So, right. How are things up in Canada? I, I see you got the, uh, the freedom convoy shutting everything down. <laughs> uh, have you been, has that affected your life? Have you been part of it? Uh, how, how are things going for you? No, it hasn't affected my life, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's Ottawa is about five hours from Toronto and that's where the, my foot, the <laughs> No, no, but, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, it hasn't affected us here in Toronto. There was a small protest that went on Saturday <laughs> here in Toronto, but then everybody went home. Unlike Ottawa, where they're just uh, digging their heels in and uh, causing some uh, disruption, apparently honking their horns and uh, littering the streets with diesel cans. So that's apparently what's going on out there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not going to comment on it because other than literally seeing yeah. the news on it, I, I don't really know anything about it. And, you know, so whatever, you know, it's Canada, you know, you guys, it's monopoly money up there. It's just, it's just a, a different <laughs> galaxy, man. So um, uh, when are you taking Bieber back, by the way? Uh, we're done with him. What do you mean taking him back? Be- oh, Bieber. Yeah. Hey, Bieber. I thought you were talking about. Oh, <laughs> not, no, no. That's our mascot there for a second. Justin Bieber. Uh, yeah, America's yeah, no, done. No. He's not welcome back. <laughs> what do you mean, man? <laughs> That's not fucking cool. <laughs> it, well, he's he obviously got back because he released the stupid Timbits, Bieber bits. Introducing my new Timbeebs. Birthday cake waffle, sour cream chocolate chip, and chocolate white fudge. Only at Tim's. And, uh, Bieber yes, bits. That Bieber sounds like bits. something that you'd do a 15-minute walk for. Yeah. 
<laughs> Introducing my new Tim Biebs. Birthday cake waffle, sour cream chocolate chip, and chocolate white fudge. Only at Tim's. <laughs> and and, and to, to be add the, to the ridiculousness, when it first launched, uh, I don't know, it was two, three or four months ago, I think it launched, they uh, suddenly the Bieber Bits merchandise, which was, wasn't really merchandise. They did have a hat and, a, and a, I think it's a fanny pack that says Bieber Bits on it. People wouldn't be wearing one of those. But uh, even the boxes that said Bieber Bits were, were suddenly popping up on uh, eBay and such for, for like 50 bucks and 100 bucks. And I'm like, it's a, it's a cardboard box with tidbit icing stuck to the bottom and uh people were selling them it's ridiculous i don't know if we should tell people what tim bits are or not i uh uh they tried to put tim hortons here in the the twin cities a few years back they lasted about six months uh and then poof they were gone but uh yeah it's basically a dunkin donuts in canada is tim hortons and tim bits are the little donut holes i got that right you got that right now do they at dunkin donuts do they sell the donut holes do they have do they market that or not at all I know donut holes exist. I, I'm not a big pastry guy, so I, I just don't. I can't say. I think so. I think so. Yeah, they must. They they have to. <laughs> Dunkin' Dots, maybe they call them. I don't know. All right. If not, uh, I just gave them a great marketing uh, idea. So <laughs> perfect. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah. someone to advertise like Bieber. Yeah. Now, Bieber had these little videos that, like, in in America of him uh, playing, like, basketball where, like, he has some, like, Bobo pretend to guard him and he clumsily does, like, a crossover and burns past the guy like he's actually good. Does he have videos like that in Canada, though, whatever Canada calls TikTok, uh, uh, playing <laughs> hockey? <laughs> you know who is my favorite uh, superhero villain is the Penguin from Batman film, eh? That fucking Donnie DeVito, bud. Get a fucking clue. That's Donnie DeVito you just said. Can you believe this fucking guy doesn't know who Donnie DeVito is? Who you mean, the singer? No, the fucking actor. Donnie DeVito, the guy who's married to Rhea Perlman. Oh, I like him in Hellboy. That's Ron Perlman. Doesn't matter how jumbo hockey is back on. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Both of you, you're fucking from another planet. I can't believe we live in the same country. Oh, the fucking phone's ringing during hockey night in Canada. Even has a hard line anymore. Watch up, I'll rip the fucking phone out of the hole. What's next? You're gonna have someone deliver a pizza during the fucking overtime? Ah! Well, I have not delved into the TikTok too much, other than the the occasional video my wife sends me, which is usually dog related. Hmm. But um, yeah, I haven't seen any of them. I mean, of course, Bieber got his his big break by doing those YouTube videos when he was like nine or ten. Supposedly, none of that makes any fucking sense to me. So. Gotcha. I, I, gotcha. I literally wrote a book about how nobody actually makes it. It's it's never been released or anything, but that was the whole theme of uh, of of my book was I, like, there's always something that they don't ever talk about. It's like, yeah, I just get out there, play a lot of shows. Also, my dad owned Geffen Records. You know, it's like you know. It, <laughs> so the idea of like Usher sitting around, especially in that day and age, going. I'm just going to fucking pull up some rando Canuck fucking playing acoustic guitar poorly left-handed and see if there's anything there. You know what I mean? You know what? I think I can work with this kid. None of that. None of that jive. Same with that. Um, I'm very suspicious of, uh, oh, uh, little Nas X with that. Uh, all he did was like buy a beat from somebody. That was, first of all, I don't understand how you do that. How do you 
by a beat. And then he made that Old Town Road song and then was played on country stations across the country. Corporate radio doesn't fucking pick up random tracks. So... Yeah. something in that that little chain of events is is missing you know it's the like yeah well yeah my my uncle is friends with jeff bezos who talked to the you know it's it's <laughs> you know even fucking slash was babysat by david geffen you know what i mean it's like all this fucking bullshit is right, just like right. There's always something there when you dig down into it. Now, maybe if you go back far enough, it wasn't the case always. You could actually work hard. But, yeah, you listen to these people talk, you know, and it's just, I mean, and we're starting to find out now that Nikki Six had a much more solid upbringing than he even pretended, you know. It's like, oh, well, wait a second. You lived in a house with snowmobiles and, be, like, motor, you know, motocross bikes and shit and you made it sound like you pretty much ran away and were homeless in L.A., you know what I mean? I don't think so. Anyway. (laughs) I know uh, Motley Crue is near and dear to your heart. Now, you're a Wasp guy, right? I love Wasp. Were you excited about the North American tour? Well, if if they cross the border and play a couple shows up here, I will be. (laughs) (laughs) How far are you willing to walk? How far are you willing to walk for a Wasp show? (laughs) (laughs) Well, good thing the rock pile is 25 minutes away, but... Mm. um, but yeah, actually, and I was uh, listening to a, your recent episode as you and Luce were discussing the Wasp and the mic stand. You do know that the mic stand is named Elvis. I did not know that, no. Yes, the mic stand has a name. It has its own web page, uh, Facebook page. Like, is it and like a spoof page? Like, uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. It, it, it does weigh, but, but for real, it, it is named Elvis. It weighs a thousand pounds. It takes four roadies to put it onto a stage and mount it to the stage. Well, I've and, seen it. And, it's, it's, I, I was not surprised that the, the venue that he was going to play here got canceled. You know what I mean? But, but Danzig canceled the show for a very similar reason. And, and I, right. when, when he got booked there, I was like, well, he, he probably will just use some kind of backdrop or something. And then, nope. Well, he's like, what? I don't know. Anyway. Really, eh? So and and I was shocked to hear that you never got to see them back in the day. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't get to do a lot of concerts until my dad divorced my stepmom. I, I don't know if you, re- I did share this story at some point. I don't remember how long ago it was, and it wasn't like a feature part of an episode or anything like that. But now there was other problems, Wally. I'm, I'm not. I don't want to overstate this, but it is 100 percent a fact. The argument that started, like, like this argument started. And then later on that day, my dad and I were looking for a different place to live. And it was the fact that he gave me permission at the age of 17 to go to a Motley Crue concert with a, a co-worker without consulting her. Wow. And, okay. uh, and yeah, like all I remember is like being in the basement and hearing a fight. <laughs> and it was pretty, you know, it's like a lot. Now I can't go upstairs. Uh, so I'm kind of trapped down there and then it's like all of a sudden there's like this weird pause and I hear my dad and you know and he's like well maybe Jason and I just need to find some place else to stay and so yeah um, uh, I lived under an iron thumb during the uh, the wasp era of my life uh, other than like uh, the music and stuff like that but no I didn't get to go to concerts and and like Motley Crue Girls 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 was my first real concert and then after that things kind of softened up and I started to to be kind of like a regular thing in my life yeah, missed missed the classic era, man. So you you yeah. have seen them? Uh, yeah, I saw only only well, I saw them twice, but once during the during the Headless Children tour, which was uh, Wasp one. Wasp except, and they were on the um, Eat the Heat with uh, David Reese on vocals. Wow! And, 
and Metal Church. Stand for what you was, are. Yeah, I love that record. And uh, it was at a place called the Concert Hall, which was a fairly small venue. <clears throat> and the balcony wrapped around. It was all general admission. And I was uh, too chicken to find my way, fight my way onto the floor with the crazies. I was went up to the balcony, but got right beside the stage. I actually caught Chris's, Chris Holmes' guitar pick on the balcony. Nice. It was, uh, it was a pretty good show. It was a pretty good show. with the party ball that they ever have those party ball no yeah it's basically a five gallon keg in a box it's a, but it's a plastic ball and it was like uh, i can't remember what beers made them there was a couple different ones and you could you, you buy your own reusable tap for like 15 bucks and then whatever the ball costs 20 or something and then uh yeah it was like a tiny little pump 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 they were actually kind of okay. cool man um in my more uh <laughs> you know i don't know what do you want to call it uh when i was not exactly you know Considering how intelligent my 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 decisions were at the time, I I remember times where that that party ball basically would sit under a blanket in the back seat of a car while we're on a road trip or something like that, and you just have the the little spout <laughs> up between the two seats. So kids, do not try that at home. It's not really an option because they don't really exist anymore. But uh, bring back the party ball. Yeah, well, we we didn't have a party ball. We did have the the mini kegs. It's very similar. They were a, f- a few those little like metal that. things. Yeah. 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 Again, Heineken. I remember. I think, as a matter of fact, I think it's still there in our in our liquor stores. But yeah, Heineken. I'm yeah. definitely. I don't know if I've I've, I've, I've had a couple of diff- different ones. I think when the first time my first student loan <laughs> check I got when I was the uh, <laughs> old enough to drink, I splurged and got one of those. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, I was like a high roller then. But uh, yeah, I would. I'd, yeah. Not too bad. Education dollars spent wisely. Yeah. Well, you know, it wasn't the only thing I spent. Most of it went to the education. <laughs> but I had, I, you know, I, I had to eat and, and you know, live off the money I made from my part-time job. I didn't really typically have $35 to throw on 1.2 gallons of beer. You know what I mean? So <laughs> right we were drinking a lot of, fuck, we, uh, God, Old Milwaukee was the college beer for us. I don't know if you've heard of that. We bought returnable bottles, yeah, actually. Too. It's imported up here. I, I can buy it at the liquor store. <laughs> they still make there's, it because I haven't label, seen it. Red label and a blue label up here anyway. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Anyway, uh, not not good beer, but it was seven fifty a case. That was with the deposit fee. Man, that shit was cheap. Fuck. <laughs> well, actually, funny, funny enough, one of the beers that uh, I, I see frowned upon uh, greatly in the U.S. is... But it's kind of a trendy beer up here. Is Pabst Blue Ribbon? Oh, it's trendy down here too. Uh, don't don't, okay. don't okay. look. Don't get me wrong. It's it's not considered uh, high quality or anything like that. But don't let LC dictate your view on this. That is a total <laughs> knit hat in the summertime hipster douchebag beer. It, uh, it it is it's it's always the one that sounds special at gotcha. like uh, <laughs> like at concerts. You know what I mean? It'll be like. 
Well, would you like a, a Miller Lite for nine fifty? Otherwise, we have these silos of PBR for you know four fifty, and so that's typically when I end up drinking them. I drink it too. Yeah. Oh my god! I remember I was at Holiday when I got my the first time someone plopped down a can of Miller Lite in front of me, and it was like that'll be nine dollars, and I literally was like, I wanted to just slide it back, and I'm like, like no oh god and then like they 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 always kind of do that dance and i'm like honey if that you're giving me that fucking dollar back you know what i mean it's like if nine dollars doesn't include the tip i'm not the one who's fucking cheap that's my rule of thumb you know what i mean honestly i think uh five to six bucks a beer you're gonna make a lot of money at a at any type of venue you really don't need to the what they're charging out i what i don't know what is a what is the uh, uh, the the Toronto Rough Riders charge for uh, 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 a Molson uh, Golden there and uh, at, at, at games? Yeah, at tall cans you're looking probably about twelve fifty, fourteen bucks. Mm, okay. And if you want like a twenty ounce draft, you're looking at eighteen, eighteen fifty. Oh boy. Well, the upside is if you get too drunk and you crack your head open, you you don't have to go broke uh, getting it fixed. So this is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something said for free healthcare. <laughs> hey, nothing's free, man. I want to get into a couple things, but I'm going to keep it light for this next one. Uh, I, I put up a thing on uh, our Facebook group uh, over the weekend that I thought was kind of funny, and people started having some fun with it. But uh, I put a poll up that gave two choices. What's the best Van Halen song, Panama or Panama? Now, <laughs> I left the poll open so people could add their – and people would add all their own suggestions and stuff like that. But uh, where does Wally stand on, on this issue? What is the best Van Halen song? Pick one. The best Van Halen song. Mm-hmm. I did see your post uh, regarding the best song off of uh, A Different Kind of Truth. Mm, absolutely uh, tattooed. That song gets fucking dumped on. I don't get it, man. It's it's the it's one tune on there that sounds like it might be somewhat new. You know what I mean? All the yeah. rest of the stuff. And by the way, love the record. I'm not shitting on the rest of the stuff, but yeah, the rest yeah. of it does have that. Like, you can tell these are old songs. I still love Stay Frosty, though. It's a great song. But, yep. Uh, Ice Cream Man Part 2. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but best Van Halen song overall? Yeah, there's a strong argument for Panama, but uh, I've always liked uh, Beautiful Girls. No, it's Panama. Panama. Do they get fa- the the show Family Guy up there in the in the in the oh, Canadian yeah. area? All right. Have you ever seen? I don't know how much you watch it, but did you see the one where Peter um he he finds out that there's a book called 1984, so he goes to the library, but he ends up getting Van Halen 1984. <laughs> Instead of, the, instead of the George Orwell book. Um, and then all of a sudden, all she does is drive around and listen to Panama and, and wear like a spandex outfit waiting for Van Halen to call. Kids, where's your father? He left a note. If Van Halen calls, tell them they rule. What? Did they call? Are you familiar with this episode? I have not seen that. You, you, first of all, That's track awesome. it down. It's, it's one of the best Family Guy episodes because it's a recurring theme, but there is a scene. And I'll, I'll drop it in the episode here. Units, this is dispatch. We've got a red station wagon blasting Panama and being awesome and partying and being rad. Not in my town, dispatch. This is Officer Stickbutt in pursuit. Stickbutt, break off pursuit. Panama kicks too much ass and shreds way too hard. You'll never catch him. Negative, dispatch. Just need to wait for that running a little bit hot tonight part. Yeah, we're running a little bit hot tonight. Bingo. 
got him now. I can barely see the road from the heat coming on. What's he doing? Suspect is headed toward Unjumpable Canyon. It's totally unjumpable. Unless... Unless what, stick butt? Over. Dear God, he's gonna do it. He's gonna time his jump for the greatest harmonized sound drop in 80s rock history. You're right. The part that goes, ain't no stopping now. Damn it! The way Peter keeps coming back to Panama. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know why? Because it's the best Van Halen song ever. The Roth era hits are just, it's like, as I get older, I almost appreciate it more. It's like, how this, this is so fucking good. Like, you know, and then it just, it was never really touched by anything else. Um, and the weird thing is that I, my general synopsis is that their records, like front to back, aren't typically that strong. My, my two favorite Roth era albums, as far as whole albums, are 84 in the, in the debut. The rest of them, um, yeah. they kind of hit and miss for me a little bit, but the hits are just, Man, they're fucking so amazing. And timeless. Like, they sound yeah. just as good today. Yeah. Yeah, they sound so good, too. It's too bad Ted Templeton could slide that fader over just a little bit so both ears could enjoy the music. <laughs> but uh, that, because I'm sorry, but the, the tone, everything is, and the drums are, are mixed perfect. My God, just, uh, and then Michael Anthony, the hidden gem there, being the kind of rounding out the backup oh, yeah. vocals. I, I actually disagree with Sammy. I think, um, he worked better when he was kind of blended in the back a little bit. Uh, in Chicken Foot, they kind of brought him up more a little bit, which is fine too. The right. guy's a, a, a he could be a lead singer, you know, for Christ's sakes. But, I, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I like uh, the way he. I think Ted Templeton nailed the perfect level of David LaRoth and uh, Michael Anthony. So it's been kind of a, I don't know. Uh, like a hobby, I don't know what, the, what I don't even know what the term is because it doesn't. It's like something that I would really be happy with. I've tried to poke the beehive, the Beyonce fans, with just kind of inflammatory Beyonce kind of is garbage kind of shit. Because you know, I hear they can be very vicious, and I just I've I've invited that into my world, and I haven't quite got it, the reaction <laughs> that I'm that I'm looking for. Right? Um, for people at home, there's a video on YouTube. Just type in how to write a Beyonce song. Scroll down a little bit because there's apparently other people, and look for the one with my face on it. And I break down how you too can write a Beyonce song. I, I'm not very good at Twitter, Wally. I'm not really. I, I'm not sure how to to grow the thing and stuff like that. We, we we're doing okay with the Cobras and Fire page, but for the most part, you know, it's like I'm a little more used to Facebook. You know, it's it's an old man thing. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like Twitter is kind of an old old man thing too, but. What, the point being is that, like, I've always kind of blamed anything I don't doesn't go my way on Twitter, and the fact that I just, uh, for whatever reason, I'm missing something. But uh, we do a thing called March Badness every year, and uh, those like we're, we're basically uh, for people that don't know, we we put up a, like an NCAA type bracket, and you vote for which album you think is the worst, and we vote from 32 down to one, and the one that wins the whole thing off the fan or the listener vote uh, is the record that Elsie and I end up talking about. Uh, I bring that up only because that is by far been the biggest reaction we've had on like interaction with, with listeners on Twitter have been basically voting on those polls until recently. 
I had a fairly nondescript comment that I thought anyway. Um, it was a, a, a news story shared by a, a music site called Complex Music. Um, and I'm going to read you the headline in there and then just give you my initial comment. And I'll, before I go in further, I'll, I'll, I'll let you share any thoughts you might have on the topic. So here's the headline. Cardi B on earning three diamond signals tied for most diamond songs ever by a female artist. And then the Cobras and Fire page commented, which was me, these accomplishments mean little compared to the days before streaming. <laughs> Any thoughts before I carry on? Yeah. <laughs> totally agree. It's, uh, you can, I can click 7,000 times, put it on repeat, walk away. And people do that. Yeah. <laughs> the numbers, it's ridiculous. Yeah, to me, the, the idea, and the, first of all, the fact that we're talking about Diamond's single, Versus album yeah. is is you know one of the first telling things there. It's like I don't know if there was ever been a diamond single during my time of paying attention to music until the album format kind of died. So there's nothing invested. You didn't have to go buy anything. You didn't have to you know. Uh, and and to be honest, I can't name a single Cardi B song, and I'm well kind of proud of. Them. There's that, and we'll get into that a little <laughs> bit here too. And that that might be. We're a couple, you know, old guys, you know what I mean, who like sure. metal. Sure. Uh, so th- there might be, yeah, I'm not going to say that's the, the biggest problem here, but uh, um, uh, I, I've i heard her music and I think it's a stretch to call it music, but again, like what you like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. Uh, unless, oh, yeah. unless it's Beyonce, then it's, I have to intervene because it's complete garbage and she's talented. <laughs> All right. So the first comment now, that I get. Does that, does that include, does that include Destiny's Child? No, not at all. Um, uh, there's a couple Destiny's Child songs. Okay, that I, I agree. Like. I mean, too. Her solo g- music is just complete yeah. garbage. It's it's. it's, it's I, bl- I blame Jay Z. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it, my God. All right. So the first person chimes in here. This is now now just to set this up. I'm officially being attacked by Cardi B fans, not Beyonce fans. And okay. in my post, I did not mention a thing about Cardi B. I just talked about the accomplishment. That's it. You know, I it, 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 say what, I don't like Cardi B. I think her music's garbage, but that wasn't my point. It could be right. anybody. It could be me, and the point would still be the same. It does not mean the same thing. Like you said, there's nothing invested. My God. The, Bet the record store did not need to pay a pay rent. They didn't need to turn the lights on. They didn't need to hire a person. They didn't need to buy a cash register. They didn't need to do pay their taxes. You didn't need to get in your car. You didn't need to go there. You didn't need to have a job to make money to afford the gas, the car, and the money you needed for the record. None of that stuff is there. You didn't need to do any of that. That alone just tells me it's not the same. My God. And then the idea that you can automate this shit, too. I mean, there's a. I don't see how there's an argument here, is all I'm getting at. Maybe it's kind of a, a pithy comment. If someone attacked me on that, I'd say it's all right. But here's the first comment. Then why doesn't everybody have a diamond record? And to that, oh. I just said, ugh. What, what the fuck you want me to say? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so then the, that I'm not going to call these people out because I don't know that I don't know them personally, and I just the, the comments are more fun. I just think it's kind of neat. All right, uh, so another person came in. No, they don't. Streams are converted. They capitalized in sales, not reduced. A diamond song will sell 10 million today, and would said 10 million in the 60s. Sorry, and I'm going to say sorry. No, it wouldn't. Absolutely, yeah, not. absolutely not. Because first of all, how many of those 10 million streams? were people that actually didn't like the song. 
I mean, are you going to go buy a, a record and like, well, I'm going to buy this. You're not going to send 10 million uh, records of anything if people don't like it. So I don't know how much you don't even know if people like what they're fucking listening to. Now, it gets broken down here. I'm going to skip the comments that break this out because I don't know if it's fact or not. But basically, it's something like 1500 streams equal one sale as far as the math on how they determine 10 million. And then you have to listen to at least 30 seconds. To me, all of that just supports what I'm saying. It's just not the same. It just doesn't mean what it used to. And then someone else comes in. These actually mean more because (laughs) because streams equate to less sales. Again, my response, that literally makes no sense. (laughs) Let me see if I can get something. So now we get to the math where someone's like telling me what it takes and I'm an idiot and all that kind of stuff. Um, So another guy says, uh, only 64 people have done it with or without streaming. It's a huge accomplishment, so stop hating. And I just said, (laughs) all it says is it means less than it used to. Pretty much stating a fact. Stop calling it hating. Um and now is where it get, kind of gets a little fun, uh, where, where people start calling me a crusty old guy here. Hold on. <laughs> right. I would wear that proudly. Yeah, okay. It takes more streams to get a sale, so diamond, so a diamond record in an era where sales are becoming more and more obsolete, meaning you need tens of thousands more streams is impressive. By the way, tens of thousands? No, tens of thousands, millions more. Sure, whatever, but you, you don't even know. So what you said makes no sense. Oh, well, now I'm the idiot. Uh, um, <laughs> um, I said 1,500 streams takes 15 seconds. You can't even get through the checkout of a purchase that fast. These, this is for me again. These accomplishments don't mean what they used to. I just keep kind of re- repeating that, that um, mantra. To you, they don't says this guy. Fortunately, you aren't that important. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So to him, I said, well, tell it to the bank accounts. On average, $1,500 in sales, let's just say whatever. You bought a single MP3, whatever. However you bought it equals about $150 to the artist. 1,500 streams equals $1.95. So now you got some math there that says financially it's not the same. You know what I mean? You, you can stream a song and hate it. You don't have to leave your house. You don't have to buy anything. We talked about all that stuff. The personal investment is a fraction of what it was. It doesn't mean what it used to be. Again, I'm just trying to hit the home. And then another guy pops in now. He wants to join the fight. Yes, it quite literally is a fraction of what it used to mean. One fifteen hundred would be... Exact. I feel that's pretty fair. Now, that's actually a, a, a solid comment. I don't. I just I don't even know how you equate it. I don't. This is where we get to the crux. of the, it, it is just more of this. The last thing I'll say on, on the Twitter exchange was that I mentioned to somebody that like what you're saying is that like if I hike to the top of Mount Everest and you take a helicopter you think we've both achieved the same, it means the same thing. And he and he came back, this tweet has been deleted, so he must have realized how dumb he sounded. He's like, I got to the top, <laughs> you got to the top. We both got what we wanted. It is the same. And I'm like, it's a goddamn analogy, man. What the fuck? You know, I'm just saying, it, it's a lot fucking harder to walk to the top than it is to take a plane. I don't know if you can actually fly a helicopter up there. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, if they had an escalator that took you up, and you, you fucking sat down in a chair and had dinner on your ride up, and you're going to say, yeah, basically the same. You know, so, uh, so that was my metaphor. But th- this is kind of what we're getting at with all this stuff, where it's just like, 
I don't even know what you do. I don't know what's fair. I think it's fair to, you know what, I actually don't have a problem with the what they do, and, and then they have these awards and all that stuff. It's still pretty impressive to, to have that many streams and things of that nature. I just, I don't know the answer, man. You know what I mean? I have my problems with streaming as it is, as far as the payout to the artist, but it is the format that seems to be shifting for, for millions of people. This is their way of listening to music. So you have to come up with something. If this is what they came up with, fine. I'm not trying to even ask any, I'm not asking for any change. I'm literally just saying, don't fucking tell me 10 million, you know, uh, the, the people can, can contribute to this and hate it. You know what I mean? It's just, to me, that's just not the same. To say that it's it to devalue it even more, you got that the whole deregulation of of radio from back from '93. That's just caused, you know, was is it like four companies own every I single radio? Three. There's some independent yeah. still. You know, there's one up in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Right. There's a really good one out of Wisconsin. I hate to say, but uh, yeah, I I don't think people understand how much that contributed to their hatred of radio three program directors you're just being force-fed the dribble that they want you to listen to over and over and over again back in the day that broke because of you know some homegrown show or mm-hmm. some yeah and and just doesn't exist not even not even a chance do you so. remember that band sheriff yeah Baby. 
That song became a hit like three years after it was released because a station, I think in Las Vegas, started playing it, and then it just got picked up. And I remember, like, it just it was like a shitty cover and all this, like the, like the album cover I'm talking about, the artwork. But uh, so that that that's sort of a real life example that I can put a finger. Now I don't know if they were a local band, but that just showed you the power that radio could have. Now, yeah, normally I, to get a song like that on the radio during the '80s, you needed a bag of cocaine and ten grand. So, <laughs> right, not just something right, to but, like a song. A DJ had a little bit of control over what they played, and they could. They could make a difference. I know uh, Killer Dwarfs, for example, they had a huge <laughs> following in Texas, in Texas, because of a, of a random DJ started playing some some of their songs, and uh, they could sell really well down there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, are they on the cruise? <laughs> they are. Yes, they are. I think I knew that uh, LC uh, ran down a list, and I was like, well, yeah, you got to check them out. So, yeah, uh, tell them to check them out. They still put on a great show. A lot of fun. Um, I, I, but this is really random, but before I, I just want to make sure I get it in there before we're done here tonight. Can you say the last three letters of the alphabet for us? You want me to say X, Y, Z? Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike the band X, Y, Z, but all right. Is X, Y, Z on the cruise this year? (laughs) (laughs) That I don't know. Uh, Have you done the Monsters of Rock cruise ever? Just a rich thing. Yeah. No, that's a that's a rich thing. I'm a, I'm pretty much a home guy. We decided f- quite a few years ago to uh, buy a cottage, and uh, <laughs> the cottage the cottage is our our vacation and our sanctuary. And we're in the planning stages of making it our home. So no, is the floor uh, dirt? <laughs> <laughs> not quite, but uh, yeah, it's it's not winterized, so. We have to shut it down each winter, which sucks. Yeah, no, I've I've had a lot of fun at your expense over your cottage. Um, <laughs> uh, how many washrooms does your cottage have? One small one. It's one? a pretty small cottage. It's mm. about six hundred square feet, but we're uh, we're looking to enlarge it. We're legally only allowed to enlarge it five hundred square feet, but uh, wow, they have some uh, pretty weird rules up there in Canada. Well, it's not a Canadian. It's a we're, because we're on the Trent River. It's governed by this conservation authority, mm. and they want to keep the uh, the lot of rules for keeping that river. Oh, I pristine. got it. Absolutely understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of the ecological stuff yeah. there. Like the, the in Minnesota, there's the boundary waters there up there on the border of Canada. They it's pretty strict what you can do. You know, basically a canoe, and uh, I don't know. You're gonna smell like you smell while you're up there. You know, there's no. <laughs> you know. Well, uh, how about this on the Canadian front? How's your French? Not good. Yeah, not good. Um, we we had to take French up until grade nine in school. Grade nine, and uh, I remember very little of it, other than other than uh, how far we, of a walk was it to school in grade nine? For me, I I lived about. I just had to walk across a small field and then the football field, and I was right at school. So I was about eight, eight minutes away. Oh, how many Tim Hortons between your house and school then? Uh, eight <laughs> three, minute walk, three. three. What is it that you guys uh, also, you bow to the Queen of England, but you speak French, but only in certain parts? It's, I don't even understand any of that. How did that come about? Well, uh, there were a large amount of French settlers, actually, I think possibly before uh, the uh, English settlers came came around. But, I did them uh, Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. So, well, Quebec is the only uh, province that is is completely French speaking, and then for some reason, new, they spilled out into a little bit into New Brunswick. 
So part of New Brunswick has an official French language and uh, and and Quebec. Montreal's in Quebec, right? Yes. Yeah. So the, and the, in Montreal, if you if you work in the service industry, you have to be able to speak English. It's hmm. by law. Yeah. They have made a fucking law. But only in Montreal, only in the city. Once you go outside Montreal. the city, all bets are off. They may not speak a word. How do you say house? Uh, I think it's maison. <laughs> no, like no. How do you, Wally Gator, say house in English? <laughs> I say house. <laughs> house. What about uh, where are the glorious sons from? Uh, King. Uh, Oh, well, fuck. Kingston. Kingston, yeah. Uh, you ever been to Kingston? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have to, basically, if you want to go to Ottawa or Montreal, you kind of have to drive through Kingston, hmm. which, of course, is the home of the Tragically Hip also, and um, and Don Cherry, I believe. Don Cherry, you say? Yes. yes. Hockey night in, uh, in Canada. Oh, the fucking phone's ringing during hockey night in Canada. Who's calling during hockey night in Canada? Who the fuck even has a hard line anymore? Watch out, rip the fucking phone out of the What's next? You're going to have someone deliver a pizza during the fucking overtime? You got it. Uh, do you play hockey? I played organized hockey uh, when I was like five years old to I was seven years old. And uh, it didn't treat me very well health-wise. I got pneumonia four times. And the doctor basically told my parents, yeah, hockey's not for him. Wow. <laughs> it's just that, yeah. that, uh, that Jamaican uh, party or whatever. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was it was little league baseball after that, and uh, now how far yeah. away do you you and Rich live? Then how many how long does it take to walk to his? House? <laughs> <laughs> if I were to drive to Rich's place, it's probably twenty five minutes. Okay, taking the bus. So, so not far. Uh, in our stupid subway system, it's about an hour and fifteen or so. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys kind of host your radio show out of both your 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 own places? And I assume for a long time. Uh, <laughs> When my former employer let us use my showroom to record, which was great after hours. We had the place to ourselves. It was dead quiet. There were no interruptions. And then career-wise moved into different territories. We recorded a bunch of times at Rich's and a bunch of times at my place. But now our schedule is so... Um, my new job is like really Monday to Friday, straight days. And he works at the restaurant pretty much every single weekend and... So it's uh, hard even just to get together. So we actually got the rock pile have graciously let us use their, their dressing room downstairs so we can show up there and order some food and, and uh, record in the, the, the bowels of the rock pile. <laughs> <laughs>
let's drag it back into some show material here, Wally. Um, All right. Now, I, I guarantee by the time I get around to doing something with LC again, um, with his travels and stuff, and, and we got the March Badness stuff coming on, this might be an old issue. So I'm going to get into it with, with you. Uh, but I, I, the back of my head, I'm like, he's definitely got some thoughts on this. I, we'll probably hit this at, at some point at a later time. But the whole Spotify, Joe Rogan, Neil Young thing uh, kind of came out. Um, and just to recap, basically, Neil Young doesn't like some of the uh, COVID discussions uh, uh, Discussions that Joe, the, the guests he has on, are a little fringe. Um, he has promoted, uh, well, uh, let's just call them um, controversial views, and, and as far as like uh, uh, how to treat it, like we, he got COVID and, and did pretty much everything but the vaccine, even though. Earlier on, he was like, "Well, I'm I'm younger enough, I'm I'm healthy enough, I'm just going to trust my immune system." But then, once he got it, he threw everything but, uh, like kind of like generally accepted uh, treatment at it. But so, for whatever it's worth, uh, it, this is out there in in the world, and I wanted to kind of like uh, pick your brain and have a discussion about this because I think my biggest problem with this is is that defenders of Spotify, and by the way, my feelings on Spotify are probably going to make people think I have this one specific slant and this is going to be an easy spot for Baco to jump in and also with my I've shared my feelings on vaccines and things of that nature and 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 kind of how how we're sitting I actually might might surprise a handful of people with with my views on this uh to, to, but it seems like the people defending Spotify kind of come from this kind of a uh, I don't know kind of, it just seems moronic to me it's just like well Neil Young's just old. He's out of touch. Who cares? Who's Neil Young? Doesn't matter. That kind of stuff, right? right, um, right. And I don't think it, that has anything to do with the situation. The the, the 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 comment that I've made a couple of times is, you know, Spotify's not a hero. Joe Rogan's not a victim, and Neil Young's not a villain. Um, that said, and, and 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 why is it okay? Why are we defending? Um, like like I've seen some people say I'm against censorship of any form. And we'll touch on that at a certain point. And I'll let, I'll I'll tip it to you here in a second. If you want to get into any of that, um, feel free. But I'm just going to say it. This is not censorship. This is not anything remotely close to that at all. But uh, everybody has their own vested interest in this whole process, including Neil Young, which you know I I, I got that I have an issue with with some of the things he's done. But first of all, my podcast was kicked off Spotify, and right. no nobody said, "Well, you're silencing Baco." I'm against, you know, <laughs> all right. Meanwhile, you, you know, those same people are, are like acting like somehow Spotify is the, the proponent, the defender of free speech. No, they're defending an investment. Um, and, you know, big investment. And, and, and look, um, my feelings on Spotify. Well, first of all, they're, they're, their owner has a last name, Eck, which is kind of close to Ick. And he kind of looks like a, a, a DC villain. Um, so he's not a very sympathetic guy, but seriously, the Spotify is not the only problem with streaming. I mean, all streaming platforms pay shit to the artist is the Spotify is the biggest. So they're the biggest target. But I, just to be clear, I don't just, anybody thinks I'm unaware it's, it's a problem across the board, no matter where you stream music. If that's the way we're going to go, let's just find a way to get the money to the artist, uh, or, or at least more of it. That's, that's all I've ever asked for. Um, and, and so that said, what is your overall take on this? And and I'll just kind of turn the floor to you a little bit. Well, it's ironic in one sense is that I used to listen to Joe Rogan quite regularly 
yeah. prior to him joining Spotify. And again, it, I, when I say quite regularly, it was basically guest driven. Okay. You know, yeah, 100%, 100%, 100% yeah. here too. He did, he does a lot of UFC, UFC stuff, which doesn't really appeal to me. Right. Um, exactly. But he also talked fabulous interviews. My favorite David LaRoth interview of all time. Oh, yeah. It's a great absolutely. example. But anyway, carry Agree. on. Agree. So, so to be, to be, it was funny because when he signed the Spotify deal, and it was it became more of a pain in the ass for me to download it and listen to it on my own time. I I went a long time without hearing any episode after he he made that jump. Um, as far as the whole streaming thing, I, it was funny when when you guys got pulled down, you and Decibel Geek and what have you yeah. off of the, the whole of, group. Just a, it, you know, a lot yeah, of them, and, a lot of them, and and that was it. It didn't affect Spotify Canada. We were still going, mm-hmm. and and they didn't they didn't and we were still playing songs. Mm-hmm. So it was we were we were biding our time, waiting for the for the axe to come down, and that was one of the the reasons that Rich and I started the radio station. Like um, we wanted to be as legitimate as we could. So now we're one of those people that pay artists fractions of pennies, but at least we put our foot forward to do that. And it's costing us money to do that because we got to pay for the licensing. Right. Um, it is what it is. Um, it's so, a little different with radio because uh, if I tune in, I'm not going to be able to pick the songs I want to listen to, make a playlist or whatnot. I'm listening to CGCM radio. Yeah. So and yeah. anyway. Yeah. And, but again, back to the Neil Young. So I, I respect his right to, to disagree with, with Joe Rogan so strongly that he, has every right to pull his music down. Um, and then, of course, Joni Mitchell followed suit. And I'm sure now the, all the memes going around of, uh, you know, when is tough taking down their Spotify songs and, and so forth. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, a real quick side note on that. Um, there's been a couple funny ones, but most of them are just tired and it is getting to be too much. But I, oh, I really yeah. enjoyed Millie Vanilli is going to take somebody else's music yeah, off yeah. Spotify. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Uh, you know, as far as I, I think they're they're a little concerned. Uh, again, protecting their investment, mm. but uh, is what it is. I I, I just kind of watched it from afar. I defend I defend Joe Rogan's right to you know say what he's saying, uh, freedom of speech. But I I also agree that you know that comes with repercussions, and you know. But I get the whole. Everyone dogging Neil Young, but he's always stood up for what he believes in. Yeah, it gets sticky though. Um, on the Neil Young front, shortly after that, he launches some like like a great beautiful partnership with Amazon. When now entirely different issue, but Amazon is hardly an example of like a a, a corporate entity like being like a positive influence in society you know what i mean i mean they they have their own sins to pay for as well they're 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 definitely not infallible let's put it that way um and on uh, with with neil versus uh uh joe rogan and and this is where i i'll i'll kind of poke at some of the people defending joe 
at Neil's expense. I first of all, I haven't listened to Joe Rogan's show since he went to Spotify because I don't use Spotify. Um, I haven't heard other than snippets that have been shared things. You know, I just don't know. You know what I mean? So I can't really comment what he's been doing, but it does sound like he's kind of gone to that kind of like. Uh, just a line short of QAnon kind of stuff like that. Uh, the point being is that, like, if I haven't heard it and I haven't divested into or invested into it, uh, I, I really can't get too much on under what he's doing. But I, I do think there's we, we talk about free speech, but you know, there's also putting misinformation out there, and then also having influence right. and being a little sloppy with it. Uh, these are things that I think it would be easier if Joe Rogan just left the the COVID talk. You know, alone. I think plenty of people who thought that about me, the one episode that we did talking about vaccines. Um, um, and that's fine. And, and, and I think that's a valid point. But to me, that's kind of where, where I think is easy. Out. But let's 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 just say put it out there like if, if you defend Joe Rogan for for having these guests on and only these kind of like this side of the story guests. And saying he's just asking questions, then you, you should also have no problem with Neil Young saying, "Look, I don't want to be part of this." You know what I mean? That 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 that's just a decision. Yeah, I know. It is kind of the same argument. You know, you, you can't defend one guy's free speech or or free thought or or the right to do these things, and then say he's censoring Joe Rogan by removing his music. That's fucking idiotic. That's not what he's doing. And Spotify saying no problem is really just them saying we put a lot of money into this. And, uh, and for the math fans out there, a uh, friend of the show, Ron Young, Little Caesar, you know, uh, I, I, I always enjoy his post. But he, now I'm trusting his math. I haven't broken it down. But, but he basically broke it down to where it's like if you took every song that was on Spotify and played it one time, it still wouldn't equal $100 million to the artist. You know what I mean? And so, like, are you telling me that as a creative entity, Joe Rogan is worth more than all this other art that's out there. Right. Now, we all know what commerce is and, and how this stuff works. You know what I mean? Uh, the starting quarterback of any football team in the NFL, are they really more valuable than a teacher that, that uh, you know educates our, our children or a doctor or something like that? But the reality is it's a marketing thing. The fact Joe Rogan can make that money back. You know, we pay college coaches a ridiculous sums of money, but typically the ones that get paid that kind of money have programs that make more money than they're spending on the coach. So it does actually help. So I don't think it's necessarily a fair comparison, but it is very interesting to think of that. Like you can literally play every song on Spotify once and the total would not equal $100 million. Back to Joe Rogan for a quick second. When I was still kind of listening to him and I, this was early on in the pandemic, he wasn't, he wasn't, again, I don't know what's happened since, but I know he was a, a big proponent in, in, looking at healthier lifestyles for people uh, as a way to, to, you know, keep it at bay and, and vitamins. And I, I listened to an episode where the doctor was talking all about vitamins and how so many of the people hospitalized back in the very first wave were identified as vitamin D. I think it was vitamin D deficient Okay, and, uh, and things like that. And, and he had a point, right? It was, well, uh, I don't know. Like the, the, the thing is like, just like I can't, educated i can't speak educatedly on like what he's been doing on his show the last few years i don't know that that comment is even accurate you know what i mean i'll tell you this exercise 
having good fight, having a good diet, being in, in better yeah. shape. These all help with recovery, with your immune system. Now, everybody's different, so it doesn't equal everybody the same way. There's nothing wrong with promoting that kind of stuff. But again, right. only bringing right. on like a doctor that is largely discredited, talking about, but but his industry is in the look. It's just to me, it's it's again. You know what it really comes down to, Wally? It's like question everything except the people that are questioning everything. It's like, well, if you're going to question science, why are you not questioning the science behind, you know, horse dewormer? You know what I mean? Literally, like uh, places that, like livestock places, were making people prove they had animals before they would sell them this stuff because of what was happening. So don't tell me this bullshit that it's like, well, doctors prescribe this for humans. Yeah, but that's not what's fucking happening. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's just not. You know, it it, it doesn't mean that it can't work or don't work. I don't know. But to me, again, that's another thing that kind of, I, I think I can defend Joe Rogan a little bit on. With this being a novel virus, there's so much stuff, especially on the early end, that we were learning and changing as we went on. It does seem oh, yeah. a bit hypocritical to hold Joe Rogan to a fucking podcaster <laughs> to a standard that the CDC can't meet. You know what I mean? It's because uh, I understand that that like you know, well, we we make certain changes as we go as we learn more, but uh, you know, and, and on top of that. You know, what did you want from Joe Rogan? He basically came out and said, you know what? I'm going to try to do a better job of pulling in alternative views when I have these kind of controversial guests. You know, he basically said, you know what? I could do a better job and and I'm going to try. What more do you want? Isn't that exactly the outcome that we're looking for here? You know what I mean? If we are going to have a conversation and we are going to question things, he's saying that, you know what? I'm going to try to bring in people from an opposing viewpoint more than I have. And no matter who he interviews, he just lets them go. Which is sure. No, right? and, no, he he's, Why, he's very Robin good at his job. Okay. He really is. And you know, he lets he lets Nuge go too. So, <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you upset that Nuge thinks you, uh, what, or what, uh, that you're a dirt bag? Oh, wait a minute, Canadians? No, you 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 personally, oh, Wally. Personally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll touch on that real quick. Yeah. So he, uh, well, no, not, I didn't hear. No, he uh, he's talking about Canadians and being a Canadian. That means you too. Although, in fair, if if it makes you feel better, a uh, Kid Rock called Minnesota dumb fuckistan. Uh, so uh, we got that going for. We can kind of share our misery. But all right. So yeah, he was interviewed um, by uh, a woman called Christy Lay. Uh, I'm not sure who she is or she does a. Oh, if it's an article that she wrote or a blog or if it's a podcast or something. But anyway, he um he blasted uh, Neil Young for wanting to censor people. Again, it's not censorship to say like I don't. I mean, what if 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 I'm not going to play your in your living room today, Wally? Am I are you am I forcing right. am I censoring you because I don't want to play music in Canada? Come on. <laughs> anyway, uh, so here's what Nugent said. Uh, number one, he's a Canadian, so he started at the back of the shit kicker line. <laughs> Let's just stop there. How do you feel yeah. about that one? Uh, <laughs> I consider the source, man. <laughs> All right. So, another song about the barbecue. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you and I like the barbecue. <laughs> you, me, and Nuge. Well, bar- you know, I'll, I'll be hot tubbing with Ron Keel and grilling with you and Nuge. Uh, right. He says Canadians are great people, but some of them, Wally, <laughs> like Americans and everybody else in the world, got so stoned that their brains got burnt. Have have Ozzy form a sentence for you. And I love the man. 
but comfortably numb is uncomfortably dumb. And Neil Young is a poster child for that. When you do that much mind-destroying chemicals upon yourself, your brain is burnt and you struggle to find logic, truth, and common sense, which is one of my favorite catchphrases that he's been using now. Yeah. Uh, Neil Young has no common sense. He's out of his mind, and all you can do is pray for him and ignore his stupidity. That's what I do. I always love when someone claims to invoke like the Christian prayer or, or some Christian belief into insults. It's just like, <laughs> what would Jesus say? Canadians are stupid. Just pray for them. Ugh. So there's the nudge for you. you, Are you going to defend Canada on this? I I don't see a need. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, I'm I'm not a big Neil Young fan. Are you? Not really. Neil Young is in the in the Bob Dylan world of he can write a good song. Hmm. I just prefer someone else to sing it. Fair enough. Um, I like Neil as a singer better than Bob. But uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he can pass a little bit, a little bit better. But I've definitely I spent more time of my own time searching out and listening to Joe Rogan's podcast than ever had Neil Young's music. And that's not saying a lot about either this one of them, true. to be honest with you. But <laughs> I would say the same. Uh, but he's got a few good tracks. So look, if artists want to pull themselves off for this stuff, I guess my my attitude is like, yeah, that's, that's fine if that's what you want to do. Um, I'm not sure that it's that it's a solution or it, it can help. There was reports that they lost $2 billion in, in value or something like that. But if you dig into that a little more, you even find out that was, that was happening prior to this. And it's just it, – I'm, I'm not a big blame the media or the fake news and all that stuff, but that does seem kind of a sensationalized kind of aspect to this that they're just trying to say, oh, look, oh, Neil got, took him down. But uh, God bless you, Neil. Um, do what you want to do. Uh, Joe Rogan, I'm trying to dance around my personal views on, on what he's covering and stuff like that for a couple of reasons. One, I, I, well, I, I clearly don't know enough about it. I haven't listened to it firsthand. And and that kind of stuff. And I do think it's okay to bring somebody on who is like an Alex Jones kind of guy who he's talked to. I've listened to him interview him. The problem I have is 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 more the listener that he's attracting in the way their brain works. Because again, if you're gonna question everything, why are you not clearly calling bullshit on Joe Rogan ten minutes into an Alex Jones interview? Because it's like this is this is pretty softball shit. That was probably one of the last things I listened to uh, on, on his show was when the last time he, well, before going to Spotify, he had, had Alex Jones on anyway. I don't know if he's done it since. but And that's okay. But I wasn't like, take this down. I wasn't like, this has to you know be buried. But it seemed there was some pretty obvious stuff that he could have challenged him on and that he didn't. That's, let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. and, and maybe he's doing more of that. And I've heard people saying that he's kind of gone a little further, but his public comments, and I've watched a couple of the videos that he said since he kind of, he seems like the same guy to me. Um, so, uh, the only thing I will say, I will flat out and say, I remember him saying, I trust my immune system. And then the moment he gets COVID, he no longer trust it. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, again, though, there's hypocrisy all over the place. There's misinformation and everywhere on both sides you know and, and sometimes people people get it wrong and sometimes you know um but at the same time that doesn't mean neil young is wrong or doing anything he shouldn't do until he like cozies up with just jeff bezos if somehow that's your fucking i don't know <laughs> this is this is the company that handles things right well you want to ask their employees what it's like to work for them you know what i mean so 
but Neil's not going to miss his $350. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a, probably a little bit high. I'd say 54 <laughs> bucks. What's he going to, how's he going to uh, recover that money? But uh, I do think Spotify pays more than Amazon music. I, I, I'm not sure. with um uh a game that that you had me do with uh, on on your podcast when you were in Nashville. Okay. Um, All right. And I think now how many questions I had to pick I uh, you threw Canadian slang at me and it was yeah, 10 I think we 10. had 11. I think we had 11 questions 11? to make it. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's very Canadian yeah. of you. Yeah, it's 11. Uh, um <laughs> is is in does in Canadian math does that equal 10 American numbers? Well, if you do the dollar conversion, not quite. But. <laughs> All right, man. Um, I'm going to do my best here. There's a handful of these, uh, handful of these, but. Uh um, all right, so the first question. So some of these, are, by the way, some of these are questions. And some are just, I'm going to ask you to, to define the slang term. Is that fair or unfair? I'll, I'll allow. Is it okay if I ask you just one or two questions in, in, in part of my 11? That's fair. And is this uh, so you're you're testing me on Canadian knowledge? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, All right. I'm going to open up with a hard one here, uh, or at least a a big one. Hoser. We both know what the name means. Where did it come from? Well, uh, that's a great question. And other than the SCTV, uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie is, is where I first 
heard the term and started using the term. And uh, I assume that that might not be the answer, but that is uh, as far back as I get with that terminology. What's the answer? Oh, you think like it just came from there? TV, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Okay, fair enough. No, you're wrong. Uh, It's a classic Canadian insult. It was originally used to insult the loser of a hockey game. Now, this is pre-Zamboni days. By the way, the Zamboni invented in Minnesota. The, the Zamboni uh, is what resurfaces the ice for people that aren't familiar yes. with uh, uh, okay. the, the, the fringe sport of hockey. Um, fringe? Yeah. <laughs> I stand by it. It should not be played where ice doesn't form naturally long enough to skate on it. Anyway, uh, which is all of Canada. So Canada's good, man. I think you need more teams. Let's get rid of the California teams. Um, Hamilton never did get one. Hey, there we go. Let's get let's get Hamilton a hockey team. We'll call them the right. the Wally Gators. Uh, <laughs> Hamilton Wally Gators. Anyway, but, but so before the Zamboni, they actually had to rink the, uh, hose the rink down. And what they would oh, do yeah. is they would have the that was like kind of like how you who had to do it was the team that lost. So you're a hoser. You have to hose down the ice. That's awesome. All right. I will take uh, this knowledge and and, <laughs> and and go for it. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, 0 for 1. All right. All right, so now we'll just get into some uh, descriptions here. You tell me what this is. Uh, well, I'm going to give you an easy one now because I, I threw that kind of weirdo one at you. What's a Canuck? A Canuck. It's a, uh, well, it's largely used as just a term for a Canadian. All right, that uh, counts. For your school me. Okay. All right. I, t- I said it was an easy one. Cowtown. All right. Cowtown. I am familiar with this term, but I am drawn a blank. It's a nickname for Calgary. Okay. Okay. Fair. Never been out west, so. I got as far as uh, Saskatoon. And again, (laughs) how long does it take to walk to Saskatoon? (laughs) That would be a long one, man. Long, boring walk because it's flatter than flat. All right. Well, again, we're talking slang terms here. So uh, darts. Give me darts. What's darts? Darts. It's a game that you play. You uh, most often in a pub, and that's uh, literally what it is. Slang. Come on, Wally. Oh, slang. Darts. Well, uh, I've heard it used in the term for flatulence. <laughs> that's farts. <laughs> it it has been slang for uh, for that as well. <laughs> well, my source says that is wrong. It's cigarettes. As okay. The- yes. Yes, it is. I've never smoked a day in my life, so uh, yeah, mm. I'll take a fast on that one. <laughs> no, yes. what, what, what country calls them fags? <laughs> is it England? <laughs> it is England, yes. All right. Darts and fags. Yeah, I haven't had a cigarette since 2013. Well, I, I haven't smoked since 2013. I had one at a friend's funeral. All right, well, this is going to be... I, I feel like I have to lighten this up a little bit because I believe I'm tossing one back at you that you gave me. Uh, so I oh. there's, there's no way you don't know this. What's a double-double? Double double, Tim Hortons. Two cream, two sugar in your coffee. Yeah, all right. I, I told you. All right. All right. What about Habs? The term Habs, H A B S, is a term that, uh, well, sports fans okay. will know. This has right. to be something you know. I, actually, I'm that sorry. Is- this, is, this is one of the trivia ones. What Habs is what the Canadian, the Montreal Canadiens are called by their fans or even sportscasters. What does Habs, H A B S, stand for, Wally? Habitant. Which is French for something. Habitant. <laughs> basically, a, habit, a habitant of uh, Canada. Right. 
There you go. And they, uh, it, it's part of the. It's it, the H is actually in their logo. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a habitant. Habitant in Canada, I believe, is what the the, right. the French one. But yeah, it's habitant can, Canadian habitant, but it's a ch. So. Okay. All right. Anyway, what what does uh, hang a Roger mean? Hang a Roger. I've never heard that term in my life, so that's uh, that's a goal for you, man. Okay, there's, I've, well, my research tells me there's two different terms. Maybe the other one helps you. Hang a Larry. Nope. All right, if you're driving a car in Canada and the navigation system tells you to hang a Larry, it simply means to turn left. Okay, or never heard a, that. Hang a Roger right, is uh, turn right. Got it. L R. Okay. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna question some people on that. I've never heard either. <laughs> All right. What about um, oh, <laughs> I think you get two of these. You gave me what? What? I don't think you gave me this one. Molson muscle. What is Molson muscle? <laughs> Molson muscle is your beer gut. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Back on the board. You got four. <laughs> I don't remember what I scored on your game, but I think it was four. Uh, I think Aaron Camaro beat me with five. Uh, which has I been think so, yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, otherwise, it uh, doesn't matter. We have uh, basically eight questions in, so there's three left here. Uh, what's a jam buster? A jam buster? Yeah, I do not know this in any form, Canadian or otherwise. All right, well, it's a donut filled with jam. Apparently, you can get that over well, at the, okay. your local Tim Hortons. I have never ever heard it called a jam. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, where where did this knowledge, where does this come from? This fact of yours, I actually so my uncle. Oh, you're contesting. Well, I've just never ever heard that term, and I've been to a gazillion Tim Hortons, which is impossible not to living here. And my uncle actually owned a donut shop. He owned three donut shops in Brantford, Ontario, called Doug's Donuts. And every time he opened one up, he he opened the first one. And it was quite successful for about three years. And then Tim Hortons opened up right across the street. <laughs> so he bought another location and got it off the ground. And then Tim Hortons opened up across the street. And then he tried it a third time and they just ran him out of business because they can, they have the buying power. So uh, we, my cousin and I used to go in. It's and like Walmart. Make, right. We used to go in, we used to go in early and make jam busters. Uh, but we would... <laughs> It wasn't called that. It was just jelly-filled donuts. And and if you listen to, if you watch Bob and Doug McKenzie, they referred to them as jelly-filled donuts. Uh, they had lemon-filled donuts back in the day, like mm-hmm. lemon meringue pie. And we used to, that was my favorite. So it, you put the donut onto the machine and then you pump in one shot of, oh, you shot it, one, one shot of lemon or or whatever. We used to just pump it until it explodes. Explodes. That was our perfect, our perfect donut. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, because uh, my my source material may not be the most legit. If you get this next one, we're gonna push that one aside and act like it, did, it didn't happen. Okay. 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 All right. What about um, out for a rip? What does out for a rip mean? Out for a rip. Yep. Got me, man. It apparently has two meanings. One is going for a drive, something usually a bit extreme, like off roading or snowmobiling. The other refers to hanging out with friends, so I would have accepted either answer. But uh, so we're gonna keep the score as it is. Um, all right, all right. snowbirds. So my second score. Wait, wait, snowbirds, snowbirds no. ain't a fucking Canadian term. I'm sorry. Yes, got- it is. Well, there's, there's. Hang on a second. There's. Well, snowbirds is is has kind of two different meanings, but one is truly Canadian. It's a it's a group of uh, aerial 
pilots. They do stunts and uh, they're called the snowbirds. They do like super close flying formations and they come out to different events in the summertime and wow the crowds. I'm going to give you that one. That puts you at five. All right. So now to get six total points out of 11, because that's apparently what Canadians do. What's a newfie? A newfie. Oh, it's the term for the Newfoundlanders. If you are from the province of Newfoundland, you are known as a newfie and there's a gazillion newfie jokes. <laughs> well done, Wally. I, 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 be, I believe, I believe, you know, similar jokes for people in Georgia. Oh, is that kind of like a, I guess, uh, okay, like a hick uh, kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, good <laughs> enough. Um, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate your time. We've gone long enough. Um, uh, give us a rundown. Promote yourself, buddy. Sell it. Why are you famous, sure. as Elsie would Why say? Why am I famous? Yeah. Famous. Uh, well, uh, all I can ask is people check out CGCM Rock Radio. You can uh, find it by basically just Googling our name. We can be heard 24 hours a day, seven days a week on Live 365. Uh, most of the radio shows then go up onto Mixcloud, so you can listen at your leisure. And, uh, yeah, we have a, it's a small team of very passionate metalheads with very different tastes across the board. So you never know what you're going to get. In fact, um, you will hear some pop music and some weird um, stuff here and there. But most right. of our mostly just rock and hard rock and covers the gamut for sure any chance we'll uh although he hasn't announced a date yet uh for rock and pod too i'm speaking of chris sinzak uh, will we be getting a, a reunion with the canadians this uh, summer uh, any chance of that or no nah, not not this year again it's just it's a finance thing so uh, the cost of getting down there and yeah it's probably prohibitive as we're trying to uh renovate our cottage <laughs> get a I, I, get a proper I, I dirt like, floor. Put gravel on top of that dirt floor. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I got a nice cottage. We got carpeting, and uh, I got my Marshall fridge in there. And uh, oh, really? Those things are pretty cool looking. Uh, you know, I, I, I won it. I won it. It was great. <laughs> won it in the contest. They are. They, they are, I know they're pricey. At least for what it mean. It's kind of a. It's bigger than a mini fridge, but it's not a full size fridge. Exactly, I actually have yeah. a, a, a like a. I still have the beer fr- my, the beer fridge around the corner for me here in my basement is the one that we used to bought for the band in the late nineties off a pickup truck in an alley in Minneapolis for fifty dollars. <laughs> um, and I actually had the idea because I work for a print shop is to just basically print my own Marshall poster and glue it to the front of the thing. But because uh, those things are are badass looking, man. Uh, but anyway, well, good, good. Look, I, I give you a hard time, bust your balls, but of course, I'm sure everything is good and nice. Uh, you know, I, I, I only pick on Canada because I'm jealous. Uh, I've actually have a lot of fascination with. Uh, we didn't even get into that weird football you guys play up there. Uh, whoa, and- whoa, whoa! We should talk about that because oh, it's a be- it's a far it's a better game, man. Come on. <laughs> I I've always I grew up I grew up on CFL. And my grandfather was a diehard, uh, and he would drag me to games. Which and... Rough Riders team did he root for? <laughs> <laughs> okay, there were only two teams. Out of eight teams, yeah, there were only two that were called So the Rough 25% of the league is called the Rough Riders. Not anymore. Uh, there's doubt. <laughs> there was the Ottawa Rough Riders in the East, and there were, which makes no sense. 
uh, whatsoever. And then there was the Saskatchewan reference. Having two so, teams with the same name makes no sense, Wally. I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. But one was, was one word and one was two words. That was the big separation, right? That's true. That's true. So now, but then Ottawa renamed their team, mm. uh, and they are now the, the to be, I, I to be honest, would prefer the Rough Riders because at least <laughs> it made sense. Uh, they are now the Ottawa Red Blacks. I kind of like red Pick blacks. Color. I'm not really sure. Pick a color. Uh, that's kind of cool. You know, um, to this day, um, I overpaid in the early days of online internet shopping for a, uh, well, you would call it a toque, an, Edmit- an Edmonton Eskimos uh, a winter hat. I have no idea where that thing ended up, and I fucking loved it. It was uh, the 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 just that that little EE logo I always loved. Yeah, you bet. So I was a Tiger Cat fan through and through. I grew up just outside of Hamilton, so I am not a Toronto fan when it comes to <laughs> uh, when it comes to football. But uh, yeah, it's three downs instead of four downs. There's how a, is that? How is that better? That's less. It's less. Well, because it it makes the passing game far more important. They, they there's. You know, I've always said with with NFL, if you could just run it two and a half yards and get first downs. Like it's only two and a half yards. You kind of have to, kind of got to throw the ball more. I find makes it more exciting. And then there's a couple of rules that I just never understood in the NFL. I I, I refer to them as pansy rules. Um, the whole, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, the, first of all, I'm sorry. You're what? Uh, there are two two rules that no, I just but don't you get. You said you're what? Pansy rules. I no, 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 no. You said a word in there like, like I'm, I can't, with it, sorry, sorry. So, I, 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 I'm not familiar with that word. You realize that there, that is <laughs> Canada. The, 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 the phrase sorry cannot be used as an admittance of guilt in the court of law. X, Y, Z. So there we go. There we go. I learned so, it in the washroom. Two, two NFL rules that I will never understand that, that the CFL just nails it. Quarterbacks, they get in trouble. I, I watch it every time in the NFL, and they just throw the ball away. They, I, they, they, in, in, you get a penalty for that in Canada. It's called mm-hmm. intentional grounding, and they will call it every they have time. intentional grounding the NFL, They too. never call it. They well, never call it. There's rules of what anyway. Carry on. I'll 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 cover this in a second. But intentional grounding, like in in the CFL, if you throw it purposely out to the sideline just to end the play, or you throw it nowhere near a single receiver, you're called. And the other one is the the the, the safety for kicks. So which doesn't exist in the NFL. If 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 you if we kick off and we kick it through the end zone, you get a point. <laughs> Really? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So just a kickoff. So, right. And 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 your your where, uh, where, where, where do you kick? The, where do you kick off from? What what yard line? Well, the the the, the field is ten yards longer. I understand, but like when you're kicking yeah, off, field, where do you? Where do, what, what's the starting point? I believe it's the twenty-five yard line. Okay. Okay. So so it so, doesn't happen really. It's not very common. Not very common. Um, yeah, but if you if if you kick it into the end zone, you they have their choice of running it out or or taking the safety. They drop to the knee and they but you the other team get the kicking team would get a point for that, and that adds the dynamic. So there's no and there's no fair catch rule. Like we have a, what's called a no yards penalty, where <laughs> that sounds Canadian. <laughs> so 
so I'm kicking to your team. You catch the ball. We have to, we can't be like two inches away from you. We, I think we have to give them five yards of space from the time they catch the ball, but then it's fair game. Then you are going to get crushed and, and you can't just kneel down and say, okay, we're going to move it to the 20 yard line. That doesn't, that's, I, I get Run the ball. You're paid to run the ball, catch the ball, run the ball. <laughs> Almost all the rules you don't like are, are designed to minimize injury. Um, now, I, I'll flat out tell you, I think the way we've, um, the NFL has, 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 they're definitely making it too easy for the offense. It almost seems like, you know, defense doesn't really matter anymore. Um, as long, and, and the reason I don't like it is because it used to be like if you had a great quarterback, you still needed to put things around him. But now you can just have like one of the five best quarterbacks and you're in the mix every year. Yeah. Um, no matter who the who they're they're fucking playing with. Meanwhile, teams that actually establish a good roster but have one of the quarter one of the twenty quarterbacks that aren't you know Tom Brady or that kind of thing, they're basically fucked. They you know they 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 need so many things to go right for them just to even be in the conversation. And I don't like that. And and it does seem it, it's I I look football is a violent sport. And I really don't know how to – I'm not going to try to solve NFL's problems, but I just don't like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I I, I really wish uh, grounding – you know, I, I don't mind when it's like you're clearly just running away and throwing it, but you're right. It doesn't get called enough, and they should loosen it up a little bit because they get to the point where they watch a replay and they freeze it, and then like they look at where the like the right or left tackle is, where, where the quarterback's ankle is, and it's just – I don't know. It – uh, but yeah, come on, Canadian football is silly. It's got that giant end zone that doesn't even seem to end. Uh, I don't get the three down thing. It's like, and if you like passing, well, then you know the the, the grounding rule helps that. You know, it's like because that keeps the good passers healthy. They don't get beat up too much. Not everybody's yeah. Doug Flutie, Wally. Hey, good reference, man. Flutie flakes. <laughs> Thank you again, Wally. Uh, make sure you to check out CGCM Radio. Um, give give my best to Rich. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think he, he's probably shirtless and Elsie is pant, pantless right now uh, in the in the same cabin somewhere in in uh, uh, the middle of the uh, Pacific Ocean. So uh, anyway, uh, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, do you want to get out here though? Yeah, sounds like a plan. All right, man. Rock is not dead. It's north of the border up here in Canada, and Buzzsaw has it locked in its log cabin. Might as well go for a soda, nobody hurts, and nobody cries.
his line, his his line in the in his skit was uh, "We omelette du fromage," hmm. and he said it very strangely. And the teacher got mad at him and kicked him out of class. And somehow somebody come up, come up with the idea we were going to stick up for him. And everybody, that's all we would say. No matter what she asked us, no matter what, the answer was, we omelette du fromage. I never forget it. And she basically had a nervous breakdown and left oh. the uh, classroom screaming and crying. It's NFL draft season. And that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 